welcome TA1. Everything you wanted to know about adventure racing in the new year. And then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. And, yes, I have the uh, crew here. So that's who you'll be hearing. Don't want to take up too much time because this is a long one. But pretty funny, pretty nice, fun, good time was had by all. My good friend Anne Marie Dunhill, who I don't know, I don't, I forgot to ask her, but I'm pretty sure I don't think she's covered a race in the U.S. So um, she might be new to a lot of you listeners, and uh, but I think you'll uh, like her style. So I don't know. That's it, right? It's New Year. You know, knock wood. We will uh, should be uh, on schedule again for at least a while, and uh, I'm sure you've all been just just totally bummed out. We don't have a new episode each week, so should be got a lot of interesting people. Um, I think for a while yet we're going to have some um, race director, promoter type people on. Um, just because you know they're getting their their schedules up, and be nice to get the word out about some of the different races coming up. So that's it. Go fast. Take chances. Stay warm. Check local listings. Fortunately, it's warming up for us here. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Hello. Hello. How is this? That actually, sounds good. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I'm on my computer, and if I need to, I can go to my phone. No, it sounds good. No echoes or anything like that, so we'll do this. Okay, should we start over? How do we do this? Um, no, because that would be professional. We'll, <laughs> we'll, no. <laughs> okay. You should know better than that by now. So. No, we're going to start with a knock-knock joke. Okay. All right, so say knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. So that just just so people should, should know what to expect from this one. Now all now they have right, an idea. All right, all right. Hi, Randy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So, if anybody doesn't know that that lilting voice, that's my sometimes video co-host, Anne Marie Dunhill, in France. Say hi. Hi, where it is now 9.07, 21.07 in the evening. Happy New Year to everyone listening to this podcast. Although I'm not sure when you're putting it out, but today that we're recording it is the 1st of January. We're going to put it out tomorrow. Okay. Oh, Wow. Well, sometimes, sometimes I'm I, I'm quick like that, and then sometimes I'll get a little ahead, and it might be two or three weeks. So keep well, everybody Randy, on there. This is the first. I'm delighted to be speaking to you, but this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. So I'm nervous, and if I start to speak too quickly, just tell me to slow down. Down. If if you start to speak too quickly, I'll let the world know about your infamous video. <laughs> now everybody's <laughs> going to want to know about it. <laughs> Don't you? I know. 
Only only a few special people know, but... <laughs> and now the whole world's going to want to know, thanks, Randy, this is getting off on a really good foot. Well, I mean, that's what makes it fun, is they all want to know, and they can't, they don't get to. <laughs> so, uh, um, okay, who are you? We know you're Anne-Marie, but who are you? And why well, are we, you know, who are you in relation to why I'm talking to you? Well, you know, people spend years in therapy trying to figure that out. Can you narrow down your question to be a little more specific, please? Yep. So, okay, here's here's what I want to know. Tell me the story how you ended up in France. Oh, um, it's not really very exciting or very exotic, but I ended up in France because I wanted to... Okay, this is going way back because we're both old and this is old school. Yep. So I wanted to enter a school called the Monterey Institute of International Studies, and it, one of the entrance requirements was that you speak two languages. This was back 30 years ago, and okay. so I had always been more attracted to French than to Spanish, so I came over, I started out in Lausanne, Switzerland, and I was studying French. Um, it was the year there were all the bombings in Paris, this was in the 80s, my father didn't want me to go to Paris, so I studied French in Lausanne, Switzerland, and learned French. With a, the, the Swiss have a very interesting way of speaking French. It's completely different from the, from France or Canada, where they speak French, French-speaking Canada. So I went and um, studied French there, and I ended up finishing, instead of going to Monterey Institute of International Studies, I finished my degree at the American University in Paris. So... And, and then what, just decided to stay? Um, got married um, and had two children and decided to raise my children here um, and going back and forth between the states and there. Do you think so, your listeners know that I'm American? Um, well, maybe they do now. Well... <laughs> What is what? What are the demographics of your listeners actually? Who's listening to this? Say that again. What are the demographics of your listeners? Who what, around the world? How, are is it major, majority American? Um, I think it's probably maybe fifty-fifty American and the rest of the world. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, there's well, a lot of uh, Kiwis and Aussies and. Canadians and and probably the smallest demographic would be Europe. I think. I mean, I could okay. probably look and see, but that would that would probably then I'd realize how few people watch, and that would be depressing or listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't have any doubt when they hear my accent and hear my voice. But if you just see my name written because it looks like a French name, that's why I was asking. That's that's why you moved to France because your name looks right. Well, it actually <laughs> is a name that travels really well because I'm when I'm in Spanish-speaking countries, it becomes Ana Maria, so it's really kind of cool. It's just a very I would think I was well named for traveling. Yeah, that sounds yeah reasonable. Good idea. Unlike uh, Randy. <laughs> Randy, do you know? Okay, because I I go between different cultures, so because my children's father is English. And you know, okay, I don't even know if anybody wants to know this, but do you know, <laughs> do you yes. know what Randy is for the English? Uh, yes, okay. I do. Then we won't yes. do it. 
then I won't, yeah. then I won't share that tidbit with you. Yes. But, well, and, and technically it's Randall, so. Really? Okay. Yes. Which used to never matter, but now, it, like, um, like flying or something like that, it, I got to remember to put Randall so it matches my passport. Okay. Okay. That so. makes sense. But I discovered something when I was in Mexico at Baja that I have, my birthday is perfect for an American traveling the world. How is that? Be- because my birthday is 0202. Oh, because in other countries we, we, we put the month uh, differently from the date. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you, can, you can never make a mistake. Um, well, have I ever made a mistake? <laughs> Do you want the list? Yeah, other than walking into a glass wall. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to go into that one? Let's go into that one. We can go into that one. I'm, I, I, I felt bad, but I, I, I feel justified because why would anybody put a big glass wall between two rooms with nothing in front of it? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do your listeners know this story or not? Should we set? I, so, so we. You set, can, have you told you them can, or not? I don't know if I have or not, but you can tell them. I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I feel that I did no wrong. Okay, well, you know, you know, but you know, I love stories, and you know, yes. I want to tell this story. Yes. Okay. That's why we're here. Okay. You know, so you know up. things that other people don't. All right. So, if I have permission to tell the story, I shall begin. Once upon a yes. time, and everything like that. Yep. So, we, Randy, and I were covering Norcia in Portugal, and it was a kind of crazy race. It was the first year it had been organized, and things kind of were going pear shaped. And we were trying to get our stories out, like every good journalist does, and isn't stressed trying to get everything out and follow the race, and everybody knows that gig. So we were in this absolutely gorgeous house, farmhouse, which was a transition area, and they had apparently received European Union money to transform this house into uh, to be rented for, holi- for a holiday home, and it was absolutely mm-hmm. exquisite. It was an old stone house. It had been renovated with incredible taste. It was lovely. And the, the owner of the house had very kindly let the journalists go in so that we could do our work. And there was... Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just picturing it as we're speaking. There was, so Germaine um, from Area Raider and I were working in the living room. And between the living room and the kitchen, there was a, a, what had been a stone, I guess a, something cut out of the stone, a yeah. stone doorway. That they had put a glass into, yeah. so and there so, were there were two entrances from the living room to the kitchen. Yes, I'm I'm picturing it as yep. we're speaking. So okay. so so Randy, Randy is incredibly even tempered, um, and he had a bit of a moment, and I didn't find out to what happened why he was having a good moment afterwards. But he came storming into the kitchen, and he got the wrong entrance, and he walked straight into the glass door, not realizing it was a glass door, and it made the most almighty bang. (laughs) (laughs) He bounced backwards. Now, we can laugh now, but at the time, it was really, really scary because we were afraid you'd cracked your head open, and you had cracked your head open. Yeah, Um, little blood. That's not true. I have the pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the truth. You, you, You cracked your head open. And and it was it was really really actually quite scary. Yeah. But well, it didn't knock any it didn't knock any sense into you. No, there, okay. 
I'm going to I'm going to clarify. Okay. The first thing you got wrong is you said as journalists do. You're a journalist. I'm a I'm a storyteller. I like well, that. So better. am I. <laughs> okay. So we're storytellers because journalists like sound important. <laughs> oh 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 oh! None of that nonsense. Uh, honestly, when I got my okay. I'm not bragging, but when I got my plaque from the Hall of Fame, and one of, it says storyteller, and I'm like, yes, that's 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 what I am. They got so, it right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Two. Yes. The re the reason I was going, the reason I walked into the door is because the other opening there were four or five people standing in the kitchen talking, and right. I didn't want to have to go walk through them. Right. So I went. Through the other door, which wasn't a door. <laughs> the, the noise, well, but that's not that's not me getting it incorrect. That's you. That's you finishing off the story from your. That's point. true. That's from, from my point of view. And three, my head bleeds all the time, so I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. So, no, no Randy, it was a noise. <laughs> it was a noise at me. Yes, it was a. It was because I hit it. I think with my foot and my head at the same time. Oof. Oh. Wow. And 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 not like I was running or anything, but I just walking. And <laughs> you were walking purposefully, we'll say. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was pretty. That was pretty good. It was. A, I I remember the noise. So. Uh, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> so. Okay, we'll have we'll have more stories, but um, so how did. You, this, this is my favorite question. How did you become an adventure racer storyteller? Uh, do you want me to start at the very beginning? Yes. Yes, that's what we're here for. Okay. Um, Randy, have you ever had any other storytellers on? I don't want to bore your audience. but if- Listen, as long as you're talking, they're not bored. When I'm talking, they get bored. Um, Chris, Chris Radcliffe was on. Cool. Oh, okay. They, okay and... Um, uh, Philippe Gomez that was okay. in uh, from Portugal. Remember? Yes. Excellent. So. Excellent. Um, All right, then I will launch into my story of how. It yes. Well, I've been covering races for eleven years now, and I started, I guess you could say, at the very, very bottom of the heap. Um, my one of my friends at my children's school was a yoga teacher in 2007 and she said I'm involved in this new project there's this race going to be starting in France um, it's called an adventure race and I have no idea what adventure racing was she said I'm going to be doing manning a checkpoint do you want to come along we'll, we'll be able to do some sun salutations and um, and see some really excellent athletes maybe you'd like it I thought, oh, okay, that sounds like fun. Some time out, because I'm from Colorado, so I thought being out in nature would be a lot of fun. And so I went home and I Googled, I said yes, and I went home and I Googled what adventure racing was, and I just thought, oh, no, I am in so far over my head. (laughs) I don't even want to think about it. I was was petrified. I was really, really scared. Uh, so, but I went out and I got a I got a backpack and I got a sleeping bag and I thought, well, it, it it'll be fine. I'll be with my yoga teacher friend. She knows what she's doing. She's more outdoorsy than me. And so I went along. This was and the race was Raid in France. It was the first mm-hmm. edition of Raid in France. And um, so when we got to the race, the race start was in Lourdes. You know where the Virgin Mary appeared in France, and 
the, it was the, they, it was went during event, an adventure racing when they still, when teams still needed support crew assistance. Okay. And so we got there and the organization said to my friend, Isabel, I think we've got something for Anne-Marie to do, something slightly different than manning the checkpoint with you. There's a team that needs an assistant, and if they don't, because they needed two assistants, they only have one. And if they don't have an assistant, they'll have, they won't be able to, they won't be able to race in the hair. Do you think she could do it? So I got completely thrown in the deep end from not knowing what adventure racing was to being an assistant for a team. (laughs) (laughs) And I absolutely loved it. I just, I was, I just thought it was fabulous. Um, it was, as you know, Raid in France is an expedition-length adventure race, and I couldn't have been more naive. But I absolutely loved it. Found out I was a really good cook, um, cooking over um, stoves, campfires, whatever. It was just, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So I ended up being um, a support crew for a French team, Raid Nature Forty Six, for a couple of races. And then they decide, the team decided that they wanted to do an international race. So they asked me to help them with translating the documents for Bimbache, Antonio de la Rosa's race. Mm-hmm. And so I was helping them translate the documents. And then the team captain, um, Jean-Marc Marion, said, hey, why don't you come with us? You've been helping us do all this. Why don't you come with us? So I actually banded in the states. That's what we say, isn't it? When you band, when you're not signed up, yep, you're yep. bandit. Okay. Yeah. So I actually banded my first international adventure race, um, and I was because I wasn't signed up or anything. The, the team was kind of cheap, so they didn't want to pay my way. And so I was living in the team van. I was <laughs> I was cooking in the van, and then Antonio saw me walking through the hallways. He said, "Come, come have, come, 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 come eat with us." And you know how warm and welcoming Antonio is. Mm-hmm. And so I just, it just, I just kind of fell into it. Um, and so then I was asked to be team reporter uh, for one of the races. And so my very first reporting gig was sending back at, via SMS, uh, following the team, sending back via SMS using my phone and a borrowed camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, some days we wish we had still that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was it was it was really really interesting because it's so different from what we do now, mm-hmm. um, and it was just it, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. It, it was it was it, it was no pressure. It, it you didn't have to worry about anything else except your team and following your team. So, anyways, then yeah. I I'm trying to figure out how I, I was when when you asked me to be on your podcast I was looking at past photos and trying to try and set everything out in logical order so I don't ramble too much but um, I ended up going to Portugal uh, X, uh, XPD uh, organized um, by Alexandre and um, I met Rob Howard there and I was doing te- I was there I was so I I've moved up from being support crew to being team reporter official team reporter so I was legit on that race and uh, I met Rob Howard who is Sleep Monster's boss and I, there's one thing about I'm I'm very single minded whoever I'm working for whatever job I'm given I do that and I get it done no matter what it takes to get it done yeah. so I was there as team reporter for my team and that was that and I was going to get the story out and so 
there was a bit of a difference over a plug, electrical plug, we'll say. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you know this, Randy, from when we worked yes. together. You, you know, special forces or the military walk into a room and they can suss it out instantly and know what the danger is. We walk into a room and we know exactly where the plugs are. Exactly. Because yep. we need to charge everything. So I had walked into the room, I'd seen the plug, and I'd got the plug first. And Rob, who'd been reporting and was Sleep Monsters, was like, well, I think I should have that plug. I'm, he's, he's British, so he's probably much more polite about it. <laughs> but I was like, well, no, I'm here. I'm doing my job. You can have it when I'm finished. So I, I suspect it's because I was so bullshit and bad-tempered and just wanting to get the job done. He probably thought it would be probably better if she worked with me than somebody else so yeah. that that that's my take on the story rob would probably have another one but that's my take on it it all goes back to an electrical plug yeah i could see what it would be better to be your boss than to be able to tell you what to do not well, that you the, do the, it but, but randy see that's the thing it's the thing that's the thing it's really hard to tell me what to do and that's why i love working for sleep monsters because you just you have such confidence and such freedom just to do it if you do it well i know that's I'm I'm sort of joking, but not really. No, but but, but I'm but I but I'm but I'm, I'm terribly serious. <laughs> I'm terribly sincere about that. I know. I understand that, but that's why I don't travel anywhere without my little uh, four four outlet extension. Because that mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. I'm only taking one, but I've got four outlets. Yeah, and you you generally only. You know, you you got your laptop and and your camera, so you you can get by with one sometimes. <laughs> it's a, it's Where? a jug, it's a juggling act, but see that's that's why I love that's why I love adventure racing so much. Even from our from our point of view, is you're always finding solutions. Yeah, that's and um, yeah, you find the people that you're like, oh yeah, you you can use this right now, and the people that you're like, no, you can have it when I'm done. <laughs> 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 That's so true. It's so true. And, and and when you're when you're reporting on adventure race, mm-hmm. it really pays to be a nice person because if you're not, people can really jack you up. Yes, in, yes. in the most subtle ways. Um, it's it's an interesting dynamic when you have to travel with six or eight people at the same time. Uh, six, when you have to travel with six or eight people who have different needs, who yes. have different priorities, and and it's really important to juggle those priorities because, and well, and if, if somebody's ego gets involved, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We, we've been yeah. on we've been on races where somebody's ego got involved, and it it just doesn't work. And the nice thing about the group dynamic when we're reporting is everybody just puts them nicely back in their place. Yes. Yes. So. Um, have you have you covered a single team in the last like five years? Just been or, a single team reporter and just followed yeah. just just a team. Yeah. No. Okay. You know, I never have, and I kind of think that that could be kind of fun. And then I think, well, but then what do you do when they're in a twenty-four hour trek? So. I'd, I'd well, probably end up telling the same stories anyway. <laughs> you know, there, there, there's pros and cons to it. It's having done both. Mm-hmm. 
I think if you're if you're just following a team and you're independent, it would be absolutely be a lot of lot of fun, and you could do a really yeah. good job because you're just focusing on that team. But if you're dependent on the race organization for transport, and you have to wait for the other people to get their who have other needs to get their stories, it can be a nightmare. Yeah. Yes. Any time. Well, I, we have seen, I think, the best and the worst. Us, specifically, Costa Rica was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But there was like 10 people, right? Right. <laughs> Which makes it really hard. And then um, in Ecuador, when they put you know, two, two people with a driver, that worked pretty good. It was a little... You know, you, you, then you're only dealing with one other person, and that's not so bad. Oh, Randy, I I thought Ecuador. I mean, let's talk about Ecuador from a reporting okay. point of view. Ecuador was just was was heaven. Yeah, you just yeah, because you had we had drivers, local drivers, and uh, you know, I was with. So, do you know? Originally, we were supposed to be together. Were we? What happened? Yes. Um, Aya wanted to be with me because she knew me from the year before. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's really <laughs> sweet. Because Ecuador, I knew your name, but Ecuador was the first time we'd met each other. Yeah. Okay, so. okay. Well, but it, it also depends on, I guess, who you're with, what part of the race you're covering. I mean, are you are yes. you supposed to be covering the fun of the race? Because I, I know Rob and I were both there in Ecuador working together, and he was... He, the, the original plan was that he was going to cover the front and I was going to get in the middle to the back. But then mm-hmm. we ended up leapfrogging. Yeah. But I thought that was really nice because a lot of times teams that are further in the back don't get that much coverage. And I think yeah. they should. And some of the best stories are there. Yes, yes. And I'm, you know, some, a lot of times I have no um, marching orders. So a lot of times it doesn't matter to me. Right. Where where we go, so I think that makes it good for the other person. So um, you're, so you're, it's easy like that. Yeah, and then like Chris and I, Radcliffe, what we've done, we did Cowboy Tough four years, and for some reason it just worked for us. Like this year, last year, it's last year now, we just decided after the first day to concentrate on the middle to the back, right? Because um, there was enough people at the front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that that just worked out good. You know, I have talking about Chris. I have so much respect for him. I think he's such a nice person. I met him when I was covering uh, the Abu Dhabi Adventure Challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 2010, and he was really, really quiet. I, you know, sometimes I, this isn't this isn't pointing fingers at anybody, but sometimes you get people who who think they're really a big deal and they make a lot of noise, and yeah. they think they're really important. And I'm more interested in what people produce. And what they, mm-hmm. what we you know, I grew up with, what do we say in English? Put your money where your mouth is. Yep. Um, so Chris was just, he just put his head down and he just, he just worked flat out. He was, and it was, he didn't say much, but it was so impressive to see what he was doing. And yeah. he didn't make a big deal of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, we have an interesting dynamic because Chris will spend all day. In, in in general terms, trying to get one perfect shot. Wow. Whereas I'm like, well, I'll take a hundred, and then everybody will get to see themselves. So mm-hmm. absolutely. So and and he doesn't do any video. 
Mm-hmm. So we will really work well together because he, you know, he he is after that one one shot, and and he knows that there'll be plenty of mediocre sh- pictures of everybody else. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's after yeah. the money shot. <laughs> he he is, and he and he usually gets it. So, so but he's but he's uh, easy he's easy to be around as well. Well, the first year. Guess it was yeah first year at Cowboy Tough, you know I'm down there and they're like, well this guy doesn't can can this guy ride with you, and I'm kind of like, I'm I'm pretty lone wolfish because because mm-hmm. it's like if I want to get up at three o'clock in the morning and go in the middle of nowhere and do something I want to be able to do it right. and 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 even though the other person says that's fine you always wonder right right but I'm like. Okay, yeah, whatever. I'll, you know, take one for the team, so to speak. And then and we just, within a half hour, we realized we like the same things. We hate people that hold their cameras the wrong way. You know, we, <laughs> we, we hate people that shoot iPhone, yeah, iPhone videos. And the thing that really cemented it is the thumbs up from racers. <gasps> just hate that. Did you, did you, did Randy? Did you hear my? <gasps> yes. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're they're probably very happy to see us because yes. So, and so then, it's nice yeah. to be acknowledged, but it's not good for the photo. But yes. have you have you, to, have you told racers that? Oh yes, all the time. Okay. I'm like, if if you give me a thumbs up, uh, the photo's just going to get thrown away. So don't do it. I'm like, you can flip me off. That's cool. <laughs> but, if you flip me off, it'll be fabulous. But don't give yeah, me that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, so let's see. We did part. I think didn't actually our first interaction was you were working or helping out with raid in France the one year on I was trying to go. No, no, it no? was a completely different race in France. And there you're wrong. Okay. And I'm going to correct you. Okay. That's good. I, I was doing the media for a race for a trail race called Grand Red des Pyrénées, and that came about because I had been sent there as a Sleep Monsters reporter. And at following my report, um, they had asked me the next year if I would help them with the communication because of following my report, they'd had a massive spike in international registration, and they wanted to make the race more international. Yeah. So you were sending me messages for that. Okay. Well, that was a long time ago. That had to be like... Was that nine years ago? Yeah, it was like... It wasn't... It's either 10 or 11. It's been a while. Yeah, because my first race was PQ in 09 when it was here. Okay. And then and then in 10, I think... In 10, I went to Switzerland and Untamed. And, and you know, from there on... That, anyway, that was back in the days when it's like, hey, I'm this guy. I do this. You know, I could do this. And it's like when you have to explain people who you are. And I, I, I'm happy to say I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, they at least you, know who you, I am. But, but, Randy, then you went and tacked on the legendary in front of your name. It's like, well, this is what I am. This is what I do. I'm legendary Randy Erickson. And as you, explain, as you explained to me, if you say you are, that's what you are, then that's what you are. Yes, but blame Grant Killian. Really? Ah, from Untamed. Really? Tell me. Well, 
because I was doing these little crappy videos, and and as a joke, they were legendary Randy Erickson films. Okay. So you know that's because that's the way I am. And then at the race, Grant kept, "Hey, legendary! Hey, legendary!" So it's like went with it, and and honestly, it was it stuck. good branding. <laughs> it stuck, yes. <laughs> although. Okay, although in, in Baja, the team I was with, I'm a media man. <laughs> media, you're an M M&M. and M. Oh heavens, M M&M. and M. I don't know if I'd want so, to be an M and M. Well, we'll see if that sticks or not there. But <laughs> mm, I, well, branding wise, I stick with legendary. But Randy, go, going back to the race in the Pyrenees, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it was a trail race, and I don't know how many trail races you've covered. But I find after trail races finish, because I'm so used to covering expedition length adventure races, mm-hmm. I'm like, great, that's fantastic. What are we moving on to next? Whereas kayaking is so, it sounds really strange, but it's almost dull because you yeah. want to go on to something else. Yes, I, I always do the 100 miler here, the one that goes by the house. Right. So, um, you, do, and you, it do is. That, does that happen to you? Do you think, okay, great, now what are we going to next? Um, not so much what's going, what, what are we going to do next, but it's like, how am, what am I going to shoot that's going to be different for the next, you know, 18 hours? Because I've mm-hmm. shot for two hours at the start, and i got all these good, you know, I've got pictures of all the runners. Right. So it gets to be a real um, challenge to get different places and different things and, and you know, just... Because the race here, the 100-miler starts on Friday... Then the 50-milers start Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And then the, the 30K starts like three hours after that, in all in different places. But I can get to all of them, and I can cover all these. But it's like, how do I not, you know, have yeah. 500 pictures of runners? Yeah. And, and how do you get around it? Um, you get Well, you have a lot of time to do creative stuff. Cause, so I always do, you know, long exposure night stuff and – and try to get to different places on the trail where, you know, it's it's just cooler looking. You know, the the first order of business is go to the start, get a really good picture of everybody, you know, Absolutely. that first 10 miles. And then, yeah, you spend the rest of the next 30 hours trying to get cool stuff for yourself. <laughs> but, so, um, Patagonia. Yes. What is it? Because this, this, you know, I hear this all the time from Paulette. It always sucks and is hard and miserable and crappy and ugly and hard and things didn't go right and I can't wait to go again. Well, when you're talking about Patagonia, are you talking because I've I've covered several different races in Patagonia. I've covered the Ultra Fjord. I've covered Alto Trail Toys del Paine. I've covered the Patagonia International Marathon, and I've covered the Patagonia Expedition Race. So which are we talking about the Expedition Race? Well, we'll cover that since this is AR. But there, but there's something. What is it about that country that that you're the same way? You'll go back any chance you get, right? Well, um, that, that's a really good question. Um, yeah. And from my point of view, because you know, you know, Patagonia is between Argentina and Chile, 
-hmm. And to me, it's simply the most beautiful place on earth. I've covered a race in the, for, to, to, to digress a little bit, I've covered a race in the Himalaya. And before I went to the Himalaya, everybody said, oh, it's going to be mystical. It's going to be life changing. You're going to love it. It was beautiful. It was wonderful to see six of the highest peaks in the world. It was gorgeous, but it didn't move me to my soul. Um, Patagonia is the one place on this planet where I'm truly happy and I truly feel like myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, when it, my, my writing just seems to flow, there's something in the air, there's something pure, there's something pristine. There's not a lot of people, there's really not a lot of people. And being from Colorado, I'm used to wide open spaces. And here in France, everything's very tightly packed together. Um, and it's, it's just something in the air, energetically mm -hmm. speaking, is which is absolutely extraordinary. It, it, it feels like you just, you're just stripped of all artifice, uh, artif everything artificial, and you just become who you really truly are, for the better or for the worse. Uh, it's an incredibly harsh environment. Uh, as I, as I, I think I commented on one of Paulette's posts when she was posting a picture of her when she was racing there when she got blown off the bike. Yep. You don't know what wind is unless you've experienced Patagonia wind. It will really knock you on your bottom. It's extraordinary. So it's not because people see pictures of Patagonia and they think, oh, that would be lovely to go there. It's incredibly harsh. Mm -hmm. um, you literally can die there. It's it's like Mother Nature, her purest, and is exquisite. Yeah, that's a good. You do, you have described it better than most. You think? I, yeah, I think. Yeah, just I mean, because it's one of my questions. Wait, 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 did, sorry to cut you off, Randy, but did you hear who just chipped in there in the background when we were talking about Patagonia? Yes, that would that be the chili dog. Wonderful. <laughs> See, it, which is funny because she's not a barker, but I. I suspect there's a deer or two outside. It, it's funny because she, she's uh, seven now, almost eight, and she's almost becoming a little bit of a barker. Okay. You know? I mean, for years, she, we never heard her bark. <laughs> really? Yeah. And now she'll like, you know, when she's really excited and she sees a deer, you know, since I built her, I built her a fence outside so she can just run out. And she'll run out and there'll be... You know, half a dozen deer standing out there, and she'll bark two or three times at them, and then you know that kind of barking. So, I love I love that story. I love that story. <laughs> that's that's a good one. So, I don't know. I found a few in Baja that I could have brought home, but Paulette says I'm not allowed to. <laughs> she's allowed to bring a dog home. Uh, I'm not because she's worried that the little miss will get jealous. Yeah, she's the only child. Yes, I think that's that's kind of the true thing. So, um, when are you going to write a book? What in the world would I have to say in a book? You've been in adventure racing for like 10 years. Right. But yeah. I am, I am, how do I, how do I put it? Um, well, you, well, you saw in Portugal when we were doing the videos together, yeah. I like telling other people's stories, but well, the idea of putting myself up, I'm, I couldn't. To me, writing a book would be like declaring, I am a badass, and here's what I have to say. I like well, to tell other people's stories. Well, you tell other people's stories, but, you know, you're part of it. Oh, oh, that's interesting that you would bring that up, because that was something I actually put in my notes. Um, 
it's, I think it's really important not to become part of the story. Let me explain what I mean. Okay. I've been on, I think, in one race in particular where the, the journalists got really involved in what they were doing and they were really excited and they wanted to go off and do the trekking or do something like that. And they ended up yeah. becoming part of the story because they had to be rescued. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I, seen that sort of happen, yeah. And <laughs> so. I, th- I think it's this, this is not pointing fingers at anybody. Or I think it's really important to know your place, know what you're doing, and to know your limits and not mm-hmm. become part of the story. Because if you, it's cringing to have to be rescued. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but that, and that has changed because... You know, in 09, when I started, it was, you know, I shot the whole race for 10 days, Primal Quest, and then did the six months editing and put together a two-hour video. And it's like, that doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) No. Okay, before we go on on to what's changed and what doesn't happen anymore, let, let me just qualify what I said by saying we are in harsh environments. And if you have to get rescued because something goes pear shaped, so be it. Yeah. Just don't put yourself in a situation because you open. don't. Yeah, don't. Okay, so anyways, talking about how things have changed. Well, that's that's yeah, that's what people wanted. Now it's the well, the biggest. We'll use Portugal for example. The bit well, okay, almost the biggest numbers of views were our live updates. Seriously? You know? Yeah, I mean they had. They were double or triple, like little, you know, up race updates, little video snippets of the race. Why do you think that was? Um, my good looks. Well, well, obviously, apart from that, no, this is a serious question, Randy. Seriously, because one, because it was um, the immediacy of it. Okay. And I think the other two reasons is because I'm an idiot, and you know what you're talking about. No, that's that, that's that's just you flattering me, so we can try to do it. Again. But that was I was I was really no genuine. because I could I would do my little you know fun things where we're at mm-hmm. you know my my little introductions, and you would actually have something insightful to say about the race. And it's and I never, and it, Randy. I had never been in front of a camera before, and I thought, oh my gosh, when I get, I just just. I think I think my greatest paranoia was I would I would look like an absolute idiot because I'm so used to just writing. Well, and I think, as I told you, no one will even notice you because I'm a big idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So now, so after this podcast, we're going to go down in history as a big idiot and a little idiot. Yay! Do a podcast. (laughs) Whatever, 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 yeah, whatever optimizes your your search engine, you know. (laughs) But, but no, because it wasn't, we weren't. I don't know. We, we had no idea who was winning or who where people were, but <laughs> well, we didn't. I, I didn't. That's why I'm, la- I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we had no idea. Yeah. No idea. No idea. But we knew what was going on in the race. The right. the the feeling of the race, and th- you know, we we knew what they were doing and was able to describe that and and. And I think, you know, of course, okay, I don't think Norchi didn't have tracking, but it, but most races, people know who's winning. They're watching the dots. They don't know what it's like on the ground. They don't know that it was 
dark and it was wet and you know it was really hard the night before swimming in the lake right to to coin a phrase next so <laughs> next spot watch it yeah so i think that's why that you know that's why people watch them so much i think they, they you know seeing a nice cool video of you know riding their bikes or being on top of the mountain with the with the um with all the windmills and stuff, and it's kind of cool, but you know, that's that's just something to see. So right, right, yeah. But but also because we had no idea what was actually going on, we had to get the information out anyways. Because I yes. was I was I was there for Sleep Monsters, yep. and I wasn't able to write the reports, and I seriously left a bad taste in my mouth not being able to do the work I was sent to do. It really, yep. really frustrated me. But going back to finding solutions, we associated, and I was able to get the information out. Yes, yeah. You 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 get you tell the people what you know. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and what, what and whatever it takes to get the information out. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. But I will say the most watched video from that trip is I did a uh, aerial view of right. uh, Poca Villa. I remember. I remember that. I remember that. And it's had twenty thousand views because it'll be real interesting because somebody will see it. Right, like, like probably three weeks ago, somebody saw it and reposted it on Facebook, and then got another thousand views. Yeah, from, mostly from Portugal. So, but, but but Randy, Randy, going going back because you were talking about tracking and everything else, and that's what I wanted to say earlier. Um, talking about being old school because when we first started covering adventure races, there wasn't tracking. So yeah. we so we actually because I was at a race recently in Spain where. There some of the younger journalists. There, there, were, there weren't the trackers, and they were climbing the walls. And I felt like a little old lady saying, "Well, back <laughs> in my day, yep. we didn't call, follow them with trackers, but we we didn't follow the trackers. We didn't have trackers. You had yep. you had to look at the map. You had to calculate the, the average speed and 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 where you thought they would possibly be, yeah. and then go and out this, and find them. Yes, and 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 wait. Yeah, and, and wait. <laughs> Well, we we st- we still wait now, but not like we used to wait back then. Except inevitably, that last half hour, the tracker quits working. Well, <laughs> you know that there, there's certain tricks of the trade. Well, maybe I shouldn't say this on an international podcast, but there's certain tricks of the trade that I've developed over the years. Um, if you're waiting and you really want a team to come, they just don't seem to be coming. And I tried it again recently in Patagonia, and I just, the person, the photographer I was with, uh, Gemma Plav from Catalonia, Spain, I said, look, nobody's coming. I've got a trick. We can do this. And yep. it works every time. Yep. Yeah. You, I, know what I, you, do? you know what you do? You go, go to take, you go to take a pee in the bushes, and I yep. guarantee you a team will come. Yep. Yep. Or, I don't know. You... You uh, oh, I should change batteries or yeah, they they will always come at an inopportune time. You could be waiting six hours, and if you do that, you can guarantee they will come. Yep, exactly. So, but, <laughs> so I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this hack question. All right. Um, it's it's your best and worst six hours at a race. How so? Well, because I asked that of everybody, which I I kind of think it's cool, but okay, but 
but what what can be your best it, it it depends because what can be your best or your worst can seem like your best afterwards Do you know well what I mean? and and it does a lot of times yeah <laughs> for absolutely. a lot of people but i mean there's got to be you know something that you think oh yeah that really sucked at the time okay the best and worst at the time that's 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 yeah that's more specific yeah well there's been there's you know, Randy, there's been so many best. Yep. I mean, to me, being part of the adventure racing community is like being part of a huge family. Mm-hmm. And the most wonderful experiences I've had is it's like a massive self, self-development course. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you, you get to go out, you get to meet these wonderful people. And over the 10, 11 years I've been doing it, I've only once met an adventure racer I wouldn't want over to dinner. Only once. And statistically speaking, that's extraordinary. Yes. Um, and and yes. I think I know who it is. And, and we both know we're not going to discuss it. <laughs> nope, nope. I will. I, I, look, and, I'm an idiot. I'm not stupid. <laughs> so. And but but another thing that I think is so cool is that you know there's a whole Me Too movement at the moment, and in adventure racing, a lot of I mean, a lot of times I'm the only woman covering the race. There's mm-hmm. there's there's not a lot of women recovering races. Yeah. And I have never, ever, ever, ever had a Me Too moment in covering adventure racing. And that's okay. that's really special. So it's it's just a place where I feel completely me. As hmm. as odd and off the wall as I am, I love it. So yeah. to, to to pin it down it's like it's like a huge family reunion. So to pin it down to like your best six hours or your worst six hours, it's so fluid. It's and, it's it's hard. I mean when I when Kyle did did my pod, did me on the podcast and I had to answer it it it's a it's a hard question I, the thing that that I I think was really cool about it is almost everybody thinks of that comes up with their worst moment just just like that just immediately right <laughs> and and their best ones are like they have to think about so. I but, mean, there's, but, but, but there's but there's but there's so many because when you, before before we started talking, I was going through my photo files, um, trying to jog my memory of the different races, okay. and there's just so many, and I have so many pictures because because Randy, you're a photographer, right? And you do yep. video. Um, I I write, and I started taking pictures because I I taught myself to take pictures because I figured I'm here. Like, I've worked on races with with photographers from Getty Images. And I thought, well, if you're working with the best in the world, you might as well learn something. So I, I, I taught myself just working with really, really good people. Yeah. Deep, so what was I trying to say? So what I was saying is that adventure racing is the most positive thing in my life. Da, 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 da. So to say a worse moment, let's see. What's the, okay, I'll, I'll get you a worse moment. I'll get you a worse yeah. moment. Um, okay, two... But they weren't even that bad, relatively speaking. You know what I mean? They were, they yeah. were, just, they were just frustrating because I couldn't do the job. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do a good job and get the facts straight. Yeah. So if I can't, if I can't get my article out, I'm not happy. But it's not yeah. the race. It's because I'm not doing what I want to do to the best of my ability to do it. So, no, that makes sense. I mean, that's really, really frust- frustrating um, to, to have something and not be able to get it out. So. Yeah. Randy, do you think your listeners know how, because sometimes I, I wonder if they know how hard we work to get the information out. Because sometimes... Oh, yeah. It, it, I, it, I tell them how much I sweat and 
suffer and, and miserable and just, well, no, you, know. You, know, you know you don't you're always smi- you're always smiling but no but in this in this time of instant gratification if you're not getting like an instant update you 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 wonder what's going on you think the other person has gone off to sleep or whatever but yep. the whole time we're so incredibly focused on the racers trying yep. to get the information out uh key, acutely aware that families are back home wondering what's going on um it, we're just complete, one hundred and fifty percent focused on the racers. Yeah. Even well, if, and I, even yeah. They don't see us. Yeah, I mean, I've told the story before when I was lost, more or less, at Primal Quest in Tahoe. Right. The, I mean, I, I was fine. I mean, I, I had basically, you know, it was midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and I was just going to go back a little bit to where I knew where I was, and just wait till morning. And, and the thing that really bummed me out about it is I had some really good footage that I wanted mm. to get out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then Bones came up after being even more lost than I was and got me back to the cool. to the, the the waypoint. And then I um, well I got sort of got lost again going back down, but made it back down. <laughs> <laughs> and then was back up there the next day and realized that at one point. I went around this big rock, and if I had gone right instead of left, the, the trail was completely marked the rest of the way. So No, serious? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, oh. but but that's what it was. It's like, well, you know, I don't I don't mind being out here. It's, you know, it's like a full moon, and it's yeah. nice, oh, and I had... It's, 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 those magical, it's those magical moments, absolutely, yeah. which, is, which is why you do it. But yeah. I, I have, we're going back to what we need. What we, we need Wi-Fi, obviously, for what we do. Yep. And no, knowing where to get Wi-Fi. And so we all know that McDonald's has free Wi-Fi anywhere yep. in the world. And you don't really want to have to go back into civilization. But if you got to post your stuff, you got to post your stuff. So, I mean, I've, I found myself, oh, I don't maybe your listeners don't want to hear this, but this is just how it is. I found myself in the loo at McDonald's, sitting on the loo, writing my report and doing other business at the same time just to be as efficient as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, yeah, and uh, well, for me, it's become more. Well, I realize that if I got a cell signal and got enough bandwidth, it probably makes more sense to use that than to drive, uh, make a three-hour round trip to McDonald's. <laughs> yes, but sometimes you don't have a choice. You've got that's that, true. Going back to you got to do what you got to do. You don't want yeah. to do that three-hour round trip. You'd rather be out there doing whatever. But yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Oh, but oh, going back to one of your questions, Randy. Um, one talking about being frustrated about not being able to get your workout. Mm-hmm. One time we had in a race I was in, um, <laughs> I grabbed the wrong. So we had a driver who brought us back to where we were staying, and I I was just itching to get my stuff out and I upload my photos and get my article written. Mm-hmm. And so I went. I grabbed. I grabbed a briefcase and a bag and went charging in. And the driver drove off. And I ended up grabbing the driver's bag instead of my own laptop bag, uh-huh. which was full of videos of uh, probably a dubious nature. I didn't really want to know. So I ended up babysitting somebody's porn collection instead of my laptop when I really just wanted to work. Yeah. yeah you can only watch so much porn. I couldn't have even watched if I wanted to because no. I didn't have the laptop, silly goose. No. No. And I don't okay. watch porn. But, no. you, but, you, but you see what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I know. Well, it's the little things like at at the finish in Ecuador, they moved us over to that other hotel, and they had better Wi-Fi there. Where, where, was, which, where, we, we were in the same place in Ecuador. Where, where did we so move? Origin, yeah, originally we were all in um, – yeah, you moved. We were all kind of – they were like dormitory rooms in that – in. And our driver came over, and, and I, you moved over, and very quietly just, like, motioned us over and took us over to this other place where everybody had a room right? and better and better Wi-Fi. We must well, – because I was with Vladimir Tugumi from Brazil. So in the in, – in, in Well, there might have been two to a room, but the original place well, – No, no, no. But, Randy, well, no, what I'm saying is we, we, we might have been out. So that you okay. guys might have done the switch before we arrived. Uh, okay, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's where um, the infamous phrase "I'm Anne Marie," blank, blank, I'm Anne Marie. <laughs> you want to go there? <laughs> I did. I didn't say it. That's where that. <laughs> but <laughs> so she okay. she, rem- she remembers the place now. <laughs> So, so you may have not been in the first place because we went to the first place and it was a it was like a dorm room for like ten people. Okay, and there no, was, I don't, no, no, Vladimir, Tukumi and I must have been out still. Yeah, and and literally there was one outlet in the room. Ooh, that would not have gone yeah. down well at all. And and like ten minutes later, our driver came over and just kind of because there wasn't room for everybody right. at the other place. So we all went over there, and like they had their own Wi-Fi, and it was like, okay, who are we going to share this with? You know, not everybody. So <laughs> you got to be special. Yeah, but that but that so. was when uh, there that was when you, you, Louis Moira from yeah. Canada, the absolutely yep. charming, funniest, funniest, funniest man I've ever worked with, and he will have you in stitches no matter what the situation. Yes, that was where he he made the mistake of eating undercooked eggs, and then we went out to catch the photos in the jungle, and so mm-hmm. we were in a dugout canoe and we went across into the, a little bit into the jungle to get the photos, and he was just turning greener and greener and greener. <laughs> and as yeah. as as they were paddling us back out, um, Martin Papalia, who's that absolutely brilliant video journalist, he's really really good from Argentina. He was standing on the shore just filming, filming, filming and hoping we'd get tipped over with all the camera equipment and everything and we got back safely so it was fine. But it was it was in Montpiche at the finish where he made the mistake of eating the slightly undercooked eggs and yeah. not happy. And it was the yeah. only time I've not seen him laughing. <laughs> so that was the uh, the river where my driver finds me a guy in a boat to take me up river. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, this guy has no English, and I have even less Portuguese, Spanish. Spanish. So we're going. You great wombat, Spanish. Well, in Ecuador, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Oh, go on. Anyway, so we go up river about an hour, and we come around the corner, and Seagate comes is coming. Mm-hmm. And Nathan just looks over and is like, "Hey, Randy." As if it was completely <laughs> normal to see you there. Like, like. He was just waiting for me to come around the corner. Like, <laughs> I, I think you're a little out of it, Nathan. But 
No, but that so. that's really cool. Also, when you get to do that, and that, and and Nathan's so gracious that yes, no matter what the situation, you'll just be like, oh hey, everything's normal. Hey, hey how is it going? Yeah, good. So, um, we're going to start to think about wrapping up. Okay. Oh goodness, for, we've we've been here for fifty eight minutes. But it's been absolutely yep. lovely to talk to you. But before you wrap it up, let me say. The views expressed in this interview are strictly <laughs> my own and in no way, shape, or form reflect those of sleep monsters. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's true. I keep it's forgetting. I keep forgetting you're a professional. <laughs> so, that sounds um, wrong. Go on. How are you wrapping yeah. it up? Well, we got to go out because it's actually like 25 degrees, so I got to take the. Me and Chili get to finally go out because it's been really cold here. Yeah, you've had you've had that cold wave I've been reading about. Yeah, it's been like below zero. Like, so, um, what are you going to do this year? You got plans no, I, yet? I, I, I never I never never know until I get a message from Rob saying, "Do you fancy a trip to blah 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 blah?" Yeah. Um. So so I don't have any. Idea. So do you? Is that, I mean, do you just wait for Rob to give you an assignment, or are there races that you, like, reach out to and, and try to go to? Um, there are races that I get invited to. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that makes more sense. And then, and then I say, you, I would love to come, but you need to send a message to Rob of Fleet Monsters and formally invite me. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I guess like you, you, you were you were starting out with the small videos, and then now you don't have to present yourself. People seem to yeah. have an idea of who I am. Yeah, they'll 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 ask you. They may not. They may say like, "Oh, we'd like you to come." Well, we don't have any money. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's an old other story. That's another whole another half hour story. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's. It is what it is. I mean, I understand they don't have any money. They, they're trying to do, they're trying to do a lot. Most most races with not very much. So, but Randy, yeah. don't you think the nicest races we've ever covered are when um, the the race really feels like you're you're part. You're not. You're, it's not like two warring factions that you're really part of this all on the same team and everybody's working together and you're all going in the same direction instead of them yeah. looking at you suspiciously or withholding information. Yeah, Those and that you 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 you're there for the race, and you're going to tell uh, you no. Know, for me, from my point of view, I'm going to tell it like it is. Yeah. Um, but but it's it's just it's such a wonderful experience when everybody just works together. Does that sound too yeah. Mary Poppins ish? No, and I think it's, I, yeah, it's kind of the 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 Homer part of the the equation is it's like. Usually nothing really bad goes on, and I'm at least for me it's kind of like, does it really have to? Does everybody really have to see the warts if it doesn't matter that much? So I will always try and put the most positive spin on things, and quite honestly, usually there's no there's no uh, Watergate going on story that we have to break. We're not Wood, Woodward and Bernstein, so. Well, that's but, it's, but but Randy, that's another thing, another issue. Sometimes I have because it seems sometimes with the social media, everybody wants to get the information out as quickly as possible, um, get get to kind of make a buzz to get the first information. But if your facts aren't absolutely accurate, there's no point in putting it out. 
there are families back home who are following. Yes. And if you say somebody's dropped, for example, there was one race where somebody tweeted that, some, that the team had dropped out with no other information. Yeah. And I happen to know that somebody on that team had just had a baby. His, his wife had just had a baby. So you're going to want to get absolute information and get it out accurately as to why the team withdrew and that no, it's not serious or that one person because of this, but, but not just make blanket statements and get the information correct. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. Don't, um, don't spread rumors. No, no, no. But, but when you go to that, Randy, um, it's another thing I think of a lot. Things don't, statistically speaking, something could go very wrong in adventure racing just because it is a dangerous sport. Yep. Um, and I often wonder what, if people consider, this is kind of a serious note, but if people consider if something goes wrong, for example, if you're injured, what happens afterwards? What, yeah. if, you, what if you have to spend a month or two in a hospital in a foreign country? What if you come back with some disease that the tropical medicine people can't figure out what it is? Um, do will people check in on you to see how you're doing afterwards? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, uh, the short answer is not really, but some do. <laughs> from from experience, right, right. So there were uh, when Paul had got hurt. Actually, for a while, it, there was a lot of people concerned, and then it just it falls off. I right. mean, but you know, they don't they don't realize that it took her. You know, six months to be out of her brace and, you know, several years to be close to normal. Yeah. But, but you know, that's that's life. Yeah, In it is way, life. But, yeah. I, but, I, but I think you have to take everything into consideration when you make your choice. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't, yeah, you don't want to be the one saying, um, you know, XYZ is in the hospital and, um the, 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 they're going to lose their leg. <laughs> that's that's not our job. Oh, no, Randy. When you said, j- Randy, we're not doing video. But when you said that, I just put my hands over my eyes and just said, "Oh God, no, yeah. that's not our job." No, that's that, that's, um, the, that's that that is the race to to that is for the race to make an official statement. Yeah, I. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go along here. That's cool. I have talked to. I don't know three or four people that that uh, raced PQ when Nigel got killed. Right. I cannot think of a worse place that I would have wanted to been. It's interesting that you say that, Randy, because my absolute nightmare. I mean, I get chills just talking to you about it. Is being on that race when something happens, yeah. and knowing that, and I'm, I'm I'm acutely aware of that. I absolutely love adventure racing, and I do the best I can. But also being acutely aware that the photos I have in my camera might be some of the last ones that I might pass on to that family. I've got shivers all over my body talking to you about it. And uh, your listeners probably didn't think we were going to get serious because we started out laughing. Um, but that is <laughs> yeah. that is my worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't want to have to do that. Um, you know, at Peak or Cowboy Tough this year, there were two. Well, Candace Hart. You know, endowed on his bike in the middle of nowhere. Turns out, like, I don't think he even broke a tooth, but landed on his face. Wow. It was pretty yeah. serious. And I was in headquarters when they were dealing with it, and I'm just like, nope, not interested, not going to listen, don't want to know what's going on. Um, then I don't have to do anything about it. 
Right. And then the other one was when, um, oh, who was it? I can't remember. Got hypothermic. Right. What race? It, 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 Cowboy, it Tough. Cowboy Tough, yeah. I mean, they came in on the last panel paddle, and, you know, he was just underdressed. God, I can't remember who it was. And, you know, being underdressed, and then you're not paddling, and then so it was just, you know, it was pretty serious. Not, I don't think he ended up going to the hospital, but, but it, but, you know, it was one of those things towards the end. So we were at headquarters again, and I'm just like, nope, don't need to, don't need to say anything about this. And and those obviously are, they're not near as serious, but yeah, you just not going to say, hey, guess what? Somebody, somebody got hurt. In. Because you, but well, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not there for the scoop, and the race should have serious protocols in place as to what yeah. to do if there's a serious incident, and everybody should respect that. Period. Yes. Because well, and that was you're not there to get, get out to try to get out the most interesting information as, as quickly as possible. Yeah, and the thing I think that was more interesting was that that Mark and Rev three. Everything was in place, and it was just um, you know matter of fact they would be on the. Uh, I think both places had coverage, so they were on the phone and they were talking. And do they need to get the ambulance out there? And and uh, you know, just they had they had those uh, they had it in place. So honestly, it, it was a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal, right? Right. Which is really good to see, I think, to to know that they have that that covered. So. Well, you know, I've I've been on races where. Some racers have been seriously injured, and I'm always observing how it's handled. Yeah. And if it's handled well or if it's not handled well. Which is probably more interesting story than than what happened. <laughs> yeah, because what happened is just is just kind of like the gory the gory details, but yeah. it's, it's it's taking a step back and analyzing, which is actually yeah. so. On the same note, right? But on the but on the happy side, Yahoo. Have have you ever got a scoop? Beat have everybody. I ever got a scoop. Yep. Yeah, I got a. What? There was one day I got two scoops in one day, and Rob actually sent me a message calling me two scoops. Oops, where'd you go? I'm still here. What? What? Where oh. did it cut out? Um, something about Rob. Okay, so yes, there was one day when I actually got two scoops in the same day, and Rob actually sent me a message and gave me the nickname Two Scoops. Yeah, there you go. Hey. So, so I got one. I got the I got the the first message out when Seagate dropped out of in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica. Yeah, and and the only reason I got it out first is because I didn't care how I spelled everything, and, and <laughs> Philippe was. He was trying to compose and, and write it and make it look nice. <laughs> Don't make it look pretty. Just get it out. <laughs> get it out, yeah. And and, the, and even at that, I'm like, but I, we were with, you know, some of the race organize, you know, the race organization right there, and, and they were they they were getting the 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 real the real deal. So I figured we were safe to do it. So, well, I've um, I've seen I've actually seen one media blacklisted from a race from for publishing information and the race director didn't like what they published well was it true information or or made up it was true information yeah well so it's it, but that's that's always that's always a fine line that we're walking isn't it yeah well that's 
That's the advantage of being a storyteller and not a journalist. And if you did, but oh, this is one thing that your listeners won't, won't know. Yeah. Um, when when I'm writing when I'm writing my reports, um, I have uh, one of my 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 first boyfriends is in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. he was a very gifted artist and writer. He still is, but he went blind, a degenerate eye disease, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So when I'm writing my stories. I'm, I always send them to him afterwards, and I want him to be able to see what I was doing. And so when people say, oh, when you write, I felt like I was there, then I know I've succeeded. So that's that's yeah. how I that's, I keep that always when I'm writing. So I, yeah. if I'm putting in smells and everything else, sometimes Rob will tease me mercilessly saying, they don't care what it smells like in southwest France. And I'll say, yes, they do. They have to They have to be here with us. And if I yeah. if somebody says to me, I felt like I was there with you, then I feel like I've succeeded. Yep. Yeah. And then... And we had this discussion in Portugal about length of articles. Mm-hmm. I I always think they should be longer because I like I like to get all that stuff. So, but do do you think? But do you think? Well, I as I said to you in Portugal, you know, when you write, you feel like you're just putting a little message in a bottle and tossing it out, and you're not even sure if anybody ever reads it. So I'm always surprised when people came up to me will come up to me afterwards and say, "Oh, I read such and such, and it was really good. It was really good." And I read it. I'm genuinely surprised. Um, yes, exactly, because I feel that when somebody says, oh, listen to the podcast, or, or we save them for road trips, or mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you actually do read. You know? it's, it's strange. It's a strange feeling, isn't it? Because you don't, you don't I guess it's because you don't get the same feedback as social media where you get, you know, 1,000 likes or whatever. Yeah, so. Oh, but, so I but, think, but, but, but Randy, do you know on Sleep Monsters, since since it started, all of the race reports are still up, so people can actually go back as far. It's, it's almost like the history of adventure racing since it's it, not since it began because it was you know as adventure racing as we know it now was the Frenchman Jao Fusi in 1989, yeah. but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of back history in the articles and they're all still up, so people can just go to the site and type it in. Yep, there's a lot of good stuff there you can go back and see and yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, so I think what people should take away from this whole episode is that we talk is, a lot. Sorry to cut well, you Well, we talk a lot, but we need we need a lot of um, likes. <laughs> huh? We need we, a lot of we likes. need we need people to tell us how good we are. <laughs> so no, Randy, so, this is not true. I don't care if people think I. I if, as long as I got the facts straight, as long as it was solid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, whenever you see Anne Marie, tell her how much you appreciate her writing because it's really good. Now, okay, tell me about my writing. I don't care what you think about me, but my writing is something different. <laughs> That's and, and 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 now that you know the madness behind the writing, you're going to probably be even more impressed that 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 good writing can come out of. That warped uh, that brain. That scrambled mind. Yep. So. <laughs> Randy, before we close, could I wish a very, very happy New Year to all your listeners? You, you may. So, and uh, yeah, this that's probably a good one to start the year out. But so, okay. So, one last question. Okay. And it's pretty serious. Oh no! So put your serious face on. All right. How can you not like ACDC's Thunderstruck? <laughs> Oh man, do we want to tell them the story about how I don't like it? And <laughs> but it was just so bad. I just turned it. I just turned it down. I mean, I like all sorts of music, but it was just really not good. <laughs> well, 
I, I will admit I'm not a I'm not a big ACDC fan, but Thunderstruck is one of those songs that when you hear it, you have to crank it up. No, all right, dear listeners, here's a story. Out on a run, there was um, a military helicopter that ran out of petrol, ran out of gas, and then had to land in the field right by where I was running. So it was circling very low, and then I found out later that it had run out of gas. So I posted something about it on my Facebook, and Randy posted this video with ACDC Thunderstruck playing, and he's moving people down. And I thought, well, Randy, that's really not very helpful because now when I'm out running in the and because I'm on a flight pass for these helicopters, I'm going to imagine them shooting me down instead of this yeah. wonderful looking up in the sky and saying, oh, what a beautiful piece of technology. I'm going to be thinking about that. So that's why I didn't appreciate your post. Yeah. Well, I have a theory yes. that I stole from somebody that to be a little chauvinist that men cannot hear a helicopter and not look up. But that's not that's not even showing this because I do the same thing, Randy. Well, and that's but they're so but, gorgeous. Yeah, but you're a little weird. I think I think <laughs> more. Not a scoop. <laughs> I, I I'm going to say a lot of women will, but not all women. Where I think it, every man in the world when they hear a helicopter has to look up to see what it's doing. So I think I know magical. pretty they're controversial. Magical. No, they're magical. <laughs> that well. Okay, when we were headed down to Baja for the thousand, right? My friend Mike, the driver, is like, "Well, is there anything we need? Anything you need?" I'm like, "Well, I could use a helicopter." He's like, "Hmm." Well, I know a couple of guys. (laughs) Randy, have you have you ever been in a helicopter covering a race? No, neither have I, and that is my absolute dream. I have been on horses, I have been on boats, I have been on motorcycles. I really want somebody just to put me in a helicopter, please. I, I was, um, I've been trying to convince Doug Kreitzer to, that he should find some one we could use for a day at, in Belize. So it's my abs- It's really yeah. my absolute dream. Yeah. So, but I'm pretty sure next year when I go to Baja, we're going to get a helicopter for because you only need it for six hours. So. Yeah, but I think I think you have to be like a really shit hot photographer to make it up in a helicopter. So I always try I always try to say, but think of how much better the story would be. <laughs> yeah, caught it yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there, there's um, all race directors. Bring Anne Marie to your race. Have a helicopter. She'll write you a hell of a story. Damn yeah. straight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll. Uh, be able to work together on that thing that we talked about before. <laughs> How's that for being vague? The thing that I might get to go to, and if I go to, I'll let you know. Well, actually, we've got two projects coming up. One, one, we've that thing that we talked about that we're not oh, sure yeah. about yet, and we've got another one in some mountains that are not very far from my house. Well, I'm probably not going to be able to go to that one. Oh man. Well, okay, so. Untamed ends the day before Pyrenees starts. Paulette's okay. going to the Pyrenees again. Everybody knows that. That one isn't a secret. Okay, okay. And But then, so that's like the first week or so in August, and then come back. And then the other thing is at the end of August, and then I'd be home for like three days and then got to go to Shenandoah Tough in Virginia, and then Oof. Norcha is like the day after that. So it's Oof. like... Oof. Yeah, 
But Paulette, it's like, is Anne-Marie going to come to the Pyrenees? Well, yes, I shall come to the Pyrenees. And it's just a pity because we could actually put my French skills to use if we'd done that. There you go. So that'll be, you'll have to uh, write a book about it. About the Pyrenees race? Yeah. Or at least do a nice series of articles. A book, a book, a book. Would anybody read a book? I don't know. I'd read it. I love reading. <laughs> the thing is, is you just put it up on, on Kindle and... And then people read it. People read it. So. Okay, well then, Randy, if yeah. I would have one reader with you, I would consider it. But I would really be curious as actually what people would want to read about. All right, well, you know, there's like tens of people listening to this, so, you know... Let let me know if Anne Marie, let us know if Anne Marie should write a book. Well, no. That if they're feeling snarky, then I'll give you a thumbs down. But what would be interesting for them to listen to, or to read yeah, about? Sorry, read about. Yeah, I don't know. I just think you can you tell the story of the races from you know, you're telling it from your perspective, and part of that is your stories too. So I'm I'm I'll buy a copy. You're very kind, Randy. You're very, <laughs> very, very kind. And it's been an absolute honor. Seriously, thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. That's really sweet. Well, it's been fun. And it'll be good because everybody's got to do their – they're starting their New Year's resolution, so they'll have a nice long workout listening to this one. <laughs> I know we've gone for so long. It's 120. All right, we should, we should wrap it up. But happy New okay. Year, everybody. And love to Paulette and love to all the animals and a huge hug to you. All right, thanks. Thanks, good care. Happy Bye. New Year. Happy Bye. New Year, Andy. Bye.